This is the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the show. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. Now, here's Ryan, Jordy, and Roberto. Back again this week. Just there's Robert. Just let me get down. I'm gonna do some jumping. Also jacks. known as Roberto. There's Jordan, aka Jordy. Hey guys. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 41. Holy. It's awesome having everyone back. Uh, what are we talking about this week, guys? I don't even know. We're gonna talk about uh, second year running backs. That's the big topic, and maybe. Uh, one or two news and notes types things. I like news later on in the show. Uh, but those those running backs, those will be interesting to to see what you guys what your thoughts are on the second year running backs. Yeah, man, there was such a big uh, going into they were such year. a big story last year. These rookies, it was such an awesome rookie class of uh, up and coming, exciting running backs that landed in great spots. And a lot of them really took off uh, as the second half of the season went on. So uh, how are they going to be in year two? That's the big question. Are they going to yeah. continue on or are some of these guys going to be bust? There's been some big big changes on some of these teams. So, Which is crazy too is you think about last year the, how the draft class was so deep, like one of the best draft classes ever in NFL history. Mm. And then they were put in such a strange situation with COVID, no training camp, no, no, no uh, uh, OTAs, optionals, no nothing. And then all of a sudden, that's why I think we saw all these great running backs, like the rookie running backs, turn it around in the second half of uh, of the season last year. Is because they were just getting warmed up, man. They were just getting warmed up. It's like it's like when you go to the buffet and you you start out, you're, you're a little bit hungry, this and that. But then once you finish your appetizer, you start getting down to the nitty gritty, to the meat and potatoes of the thing. And I think that's what we were starting to see near the second half of the year. You just got to stretch the belly out a little bit yeah, before man. you really you, dive you, in. Yeah, You start with a little bit of greens, maybe the fruit bar. That's why you start with butterscotch pudding. You go to the dessert first? Oh, yeah. You really? Taught, you taught me that. You go right for the pudding. <laughs> and that gets everything stretched out. Unless you're dairy. <laughs> Life's too short, man. Have dessert Yeah, first. what happens yeah. if you like keel over halfway through your meal and you like had a salad? Imagine salad's the last thing you put in your mouth. No way. Not this guy. Not this guy. Dessert. Gonna be pudding. I'm going to have whipped cream in my mouth when I die. <laughs> when, I, when I went to Denver, we had all you could... The best buffet I've ever had in my life was all-you-can-drink mimosas. Does that, is that considered a buffet? Yes. It's a liquid buffet. Sure. <laughs> it's, or or uh, what was the other one they had? Like uh, some kind of Clamato and... Uh, Ooh, not C- Clamato. A Caesar. No, it's not a Caesar. What's the American Caesar? Oh, Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys and mimosas. Bloody All Mary is drink. tomato juice, not Clamato juice. Do they so have Clamato the juice in the States? No. If there's any U.S. listeners, try it. Tweet us. Do you have Clamato juice? I mean, who doesn't like clam juice, right? <laughs> <laughs> it tastes delicious. Just the thought of it. All right. Love a good Caesar, especially with the pickled bean. Oh, that was good. The green nice can. And spicy. Go get it. Can we get Clamato to be a, like a sponsor? Right? Get on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll Let's be call right up on. Clamato friends. Just send us a six pack of Caesars a month, even. Let's start. Let's, we'll start small and modest. We'll take it. Just call up your clam juice friends. 
And we'll get them. We'll get them. <laughs> All your Maybe clam juice friends. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be a stinky group of friends. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, oh man. Let's talk about topic number one. <laughs> Let's get into it, guys. Running backs. Should we should we go through these? Because there's really, uh, to me, in my mind, there's there's the five that were kind of the big name running backs coming in last year as rookies. Okay, I've got. Is that do I have the same list as everyone else? What I've got is, I've got nine, but I'll I'll get rid of Zach Moss and and Dallas. Dallas really is a no go. Dallas is nothing. Okay, so we'll I'm not stroke him up. What about Zach, Zach Moss? Are we just rating him he off? He was too? hurt. I you know what? I, I think. Okay, it's so if potential. we get if we get rid of those two, we still have seven, seven main dudes from last year. That so I'll just quick run okay, through. Okay, let's them, break. Or no, do we need to sure. quick run yeah, through go ahead. the top seven uh, and how they finished last year? So you had Jonathan Taylor finished this is half point ppr jonathan taylor ended as the number six running back with 234 points in 15 games james robinson was the number seven in only 14 games gibson was the number 12 in only 14 games swift 18 in 13 games dobbins was the number 21 running back in 15 games ceh the number 22 in 13 and then cam Akers was the 43rd in only 12 games, but man, I think he has the biggest potential to make the biggest jump before we get to what you guys are about to say. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's break them down. Let's talk about them. Cause I mean, to me going into last year, it had to be CEH was the number one guy probably taken in every single league. Yep. And he clearly disappointed. Does he have a bounce back this year or is it more of the same with that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that one of the 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 littlest known facts of the off season was the Chiefs signing Jarek McKinnon. Mm, that's a sneaky and one, eh? That is like it, it, I I think that news came out under the radar. There was some other big signing, and I just remember watching the ticker because that's what I do. Is I sit there and I watch the ticker when <laughs> that there's nothing like, more exciting than that, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, that holy gets my smack. blood rushing. The Chiefs, between that and the Weather Channel. Oh my God, dude. Is I'm like, holy smack, they just signed Jerick McKinnon. And to me, that just made CEH value kind of plummet a little bit. Because it's not like CEH was getting goal line. Like, no. it's not like CEH was doing anything that Jerick McKinnon can't. And what Jerick McKinnon did with his first season kind of being healthy coming over his first season with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to cut into that, that, that the target potential, the run. Like Andy Reid just seems to like, and he's like almost the exact same running back as CEH is. Dude, that's so, a great call. Man. That's a great I, observation because even last year, like they were given, and we, we, we saw, we've seen what Andy Reid does when he gets a, he doesn't care if it's a rookie running back. If they're good, he sticks. We saw it with Cream Hunt, right? That's what I'm getting at. So again, it was a similar situation with CEH last year. That's why we all bought in. This guy is in the perfect situation. And it just didn't work out like it did with Hunt. Like they brought well, in McCoy. I mean, they didn't use him a lot, but they still seem to like Damian Williams. Uh, they started using... Uh, uh oh man, I'm drawing a blank on the other rookie running back there. Yeah, I know. Uh Thompson. 
Darwin. Darwin Thompson. They started using him yeah. a little more as the season went on in and out and third down back. I mean, they didn't, he didn't just buy right into CH like he did with Kareem Hunt and, and how Andy Reid, we know Andy Reid wants to use a running back like he did with, with Westbrook and other guys in his career. So with this signing of a young guy that has had tons of potential and really showed when he was healthy last year, like you said, Jordan San Fran, I agree. He looked great in some games. So the fact they're bringing him in, it's just, it just makes the little hairs on my arms stick up a little bit and be like, eh. you have no little hairs on your arms. Well, I've got <laughs> long hairs on my arms stick up <laughs> and think, I don't know. I, that's a great point, man. Yeah, Jerry. And I so think what, with Andy Reid, it's like he didn't, he didn't like this is Patrick Mahomes. This is obviously you got Kelsey, you have Hill, you have, you know, other wide receiving options that it, it's a, it's obviously a, a pass first offense. Right. And with Jerk McKinnon bringing that to the offensive game. That's his game, right? Like yeah, that it doesn't game? have to be, a, a, it's not a McCoy game. It's not like a, um, a hunt game. It's totally this. This Kansas City offense is like zero to none, the top in the league. So, do you think? Look, sorry, right? Were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to ask. It, in a twelve-team league, what round are you drafting? Ceh, kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, like where do you? Will he improve? Like at number twenty-two, your borderline running. That was him last year. Your borderline of a running back two. Are you drafting? Oh, I would take him. I, are you drafting I, him as a running back two this year? Oh, one, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Still, okay. A number one, I'd be scared. If he's my number one running back, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very scared. I have, what? I have him as my number out of this group of seven that I named at the start. I have him number five out of that group going into year two. Okay, I would like to hear you had like I have maybe I, I yeah. have I have Jonathan for going into year okay. two. I have Jonathan Taylor number one. I have Cam Akers as my number two out of that group. I have Dobbins number three, Gibson number four, CEH, and then uh, Swift, and then Robinson is how I would rank them moving forward. Um, I I love Akers, man. I, I loved him last year, and I think he got into some... He, got, he had some bad luck, man, with some injuries, and then he got behind Brown... And, and he's so young too. He, he's so young, and he he finally started getting his opportunity. He had that was a clavicle or something shoulder injury that the sideline a bit. But I think man, he really started to show it in the end of the year. And he's a guy that I just love his situation with uh, Stafford there now. That offense is looking great. I I'm a big fan of Acres moving into to year number two. Let's keep rolling with Acres then, because do you think that he ever gets to the point? to the girly levels from a few years ago in that Rams offense. I think so. I think, he, I think he'll surpass it. Really? I, like, I, do you yeah. remember how good girly? Oh, was I know. In that but I think that with Stafford there, it's a totally different offense. I think Stafford's gonna, he's going to give acres more room. And I remember how good girly was. Cause I lost to him a lot <laughs> and uh, i i tried trading alex him. had him yeah <laughs> every year and i and with acres being there i think he's gonna get all goal line i think if his biggest thing like anyone and i and i'm I, i'm the biggest i hate it when people say yeah but he gets injured yeah but people get injured it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you it's are football, you can get injured yes yeah, it doesn't matter the biggest thing is that if acres can stay healthy 
And the small sample size of what we've seen of him, I think that he has the potential to to be a, a like a top five running back in this league. Like I think he has the potential in that offense with Stafford there, the Robert Woods. Like they got Cup, um, that new tight end, they, they the rookie tight end. Like I think they're going to do well, and Acres is just going to help that offense get a lot better. And McVay gets pumped, and when, and when he sees Acres. Lighting it up. He's he rides the hot hand, and Acres was the hot hand. He there. You watched all those games. He was the best running back that they had. There's no way. There's no way he's gonna he's gonna take him out and after seeing what. Correct he me did if I'm wrong, year. but Brown's gone. Correct. So Brown? it's yeah. it's him and Henderson, and I agree 100 percent with you. With you just said, George, he was when you watched the Rams games, he was their their best running back when he was healthy. And uh, I think coming into year two, he's gonna he's gonna be ready. And and as you were saying earlier too, without the training camp and all that weirdness of the COVID stuff last year, these these rookies they came in, you know, kind of flat footed and and starting in training camp really in week one of the regular season. So I think this year we're gonna see a lot out of these guys that showed the potential at the end of the year, i.e., Jonathan Taylor. Swift. Let's talk about Dobbins. It. Those guys really showed at the end of the year. Yeah. And I think those are the guys that are just going to hit the ground running in year two. See, if I had a guy that I, the year two running back that I am most hesitant about, out of all the big names, out of all the, like your top seven that you mentioned, Roberto. All those seven guys, it's Jonathan Taylor. Really? And it's not, It's I, I know, but there's just something in this thing called a gut that I just, that I just feel there's something that people are going to be taking him so highly that I don't know if I'm going to pass on, uh, on uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to pass on Saquon Barkley on all these guys that are going after him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think I think he's going to be mid first round, one hundred percent. I mean, so, dudes, he finished as the number six in his rookie I year, know, but they, with a garbage first half. I agree with you, but Hines is like I know these Hines, but there's still a this do you not think offense. Wentz, do you not think Wentz is an upgrade in that offense over Philip Rivers? No, I because I had my, uh, I yes, but I own Miles Sanders, and Wentz does not dump it down. I think the offensive line not, though changes everything for Wentz. Maybe I'm just yeah, a, I'm a Wentz. You also have you also have um, Marlon Mack is back. Marlon Mack back. That's you have um, yeah. Paris Campbell back. You have a you have Pittman back. You have all these wide receivers that Wentz is going to air it out to. And then with goal line last year they went to Hines a lot. So Jonathan Taylor to me is yeah he's he's going to be good, but you would just rather be, err on the side of caution and take like a Barkley or a, I would wait I would take Barkley one thousand percent over Jonathan. What about Taylor. like a Nick Chubb? Unless you're getting down kind of would you take Nick Chubb over oh, Jonathan? Yes. Well, Nick Chubb to me I think I have him ranked a lot higher than really. Okay. I, I I like Nick Chubb. I like Ezekiel Elliott to me is a comparable because Zeke's Zeke stocks falling. I would take Zeke with Dak, but he's back got Dak that, coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That whole Dallas offense so runs where through would, Zeke. How would you kind of rank like the those running backs? I maybe don't have all seven offhand, but like uh, who I would rank first is Dobbins. I think Dobbins in Baltimore and people, you know, whatever. I think he's 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 the guy. Edmonds or he's he's going to cut in a little bit. Then I got I love Gibson. 
Mm-hmm. I think Gibson in Washington is going to be insane. I like Acres, and then I probably go Taylor. Five would be who am I missing here? C H Swift Robinson. I probably take Robinson Swift C E H. Okay, so talk about Robinson. Sorry, Ryan, I'm cutting you right out of all these conversations, right? No, it's okay. It, Robinson is interesting because they drafted ETN, but they also drafted Trevor Lawrence, and that offense is going to be flying. Yeah. So what is that? How does that? Do? I mean, James Robinson was getting, you're going to steal. He was the running back. He was the rookie running back to have last year. Let's be honest. As good as Taylor was, he screwed you for the first eight weeks of the year. James Robinson was. RB gold every week. He was so consistent. Double digits. Set him and like, forget him. He was awesome. So what do we do with him this year? Is he an RB? He's not RB one though, right? Like no, he's no. a. I, I the only the only wide res- or sorry the only running backs that I see like the only two running backs that I see for sure that I would be comfortable being a running back one would be Dobbins and Gibson, not Acres. Acres, you'd have to have really good running back or wide receivers to have Acres as your. Acres would be my flip. Like my if if I'm drafting low, mm-hmm. like ten or whatever, I would be so happy starting out with like a Kelsey and an Acres or a, a Diggs and an Acres. Like oh, that would be a dream come true. If you're like drafting twelve or ten, yeah, or, or ten, twelve, whatever you are. Yeah. But, but a, a sure I, thing, number one, you like Gibson better. Yes. I love, I, Gibson, Dobbins to me are flipping as a number one. Let's get back to, let's get back to James Robinson though. So if James Robinson's your number two running back, you're happy with that? You're like, you're not worried about ETN? Yeah. But I think that Jacksonville offense is going to be really, really, really good. And I think Robinson has done enough to, to be a guy that they rely upon. Could we see a a New Orleans Saints, Ingram, Kamara type deal here with these two dudes? Yeah. Why not? And like, how good were the two of them? Ingram getting 15 carries a game, punching in most of the goal line, and then Kamara getting five and catching seven. lining up as a wide receiver. Yeah. Like, Like it's it's not. This could be that type of scenario, dude. You could be, Etienne and, and James Robinson could both be really nice RB2s this year. So I mean, I think we were talking about this before. If you got, if you've got James Robinson in your league in a keeper league, I mean you don't have him, but somebody else has him and they're freaked out about this dude, and you can get him for cheap. Go, I would go get him, and if he's your number two RB, be quite fine with that for the next couple of years. If if you're getting him as a three or a flex, so I mean, if some guy will flip, if some guy will will take like a future second round pick or something for yes, James Robinson, exactly. go do it immediately. In yeah. a in a in a dino league, obviously I'm talking, but I mean, but even moving forward, if I have James Robinson as my number two running back, I'm okay with that. So, would you rather have Robinson or or Gibson? Oh, Gibson, I love. I like you. I I love Gibson. I'd be okay if again, same type of thing as you were saying with Acres. If I have a high end wide receiver and and Gibson's my number one running back, I'd I'd be okay with that. I'm good with Taylor, Akers, Dobbins, Gibson, any one of those four guys I'd be quite fine with as my running back one. As long as like we were kind of talking where you have a, a low first round pick. So mm-hmm. on the swing, so you're setting yourself up with a nice running back and then one of those four guys is my RB one. Bob's your uncle. 
Or no, Bob's your grandpa. Bob's your grandpa. <laughs> Set it and forget it. <laughs> what about Dobbins? Let's talk about him for a second. I think he could be. I, I'm kind of with Jordan on this. I think he could be the best out of this class this this coming year. Why couldn't he be? Like he's he's so set up for success, and everyone's saying, um, you know, with R- Lamar Jackson likes. Yeah, but he liked to run last year too. The guys liked to run his whole life, but they still gave Dobbins the opportunity. And when he did, his average yards per carry was huge. He showed that he has a burst. He shows it. And with Lamar Jackson doing options all the time, him and Dobbins seem to be on the, the same page. So I think Dobbins, he'll get a lot of red zone. I think he'll get a lot of, he'll break a lot of long, long, long runs. So in the whole offensive scheme of a lot of the, running back um or yeah running back year two guys he's kind of slid into like a nice situation they didn't draft anyone they haven't picked up anyone ingram's gone so he's kind of that big guy with with gus edwards so they did they did resign gus edwards for a good amount of money and a lot of people are making i think a bigger deal out of that do i keep saying edmonds i think i keep saying edmonds but oh you said that once but you mean you mean the better running gus the the gus bus oh i know yeah yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) so the gus bus they resigned him i I don't know it was 15 million a year something crazy like that but this is football like it's not this these contracts don't really they mean something but they don't mean everything people can be cut whatever anyway i don't think as much as everyone's trying to overplay, or not everyone, there's a lot of people that are trying to overplay this Gus Edwards thing. Dobbins' talent, like Gus Edwards isn't even on the same planet as this kid. Dobbins was my favorite running back coming out of college last year. I I just think talent-wise, this guy does it all, and he's awesome, and I agree with you, Jordan, that he started to show that last year when they gave him a chance. And and they like him there, and they trust him there, and he will be the guy. Will Gus Edwards get in there and get five or six carries a game? 100%. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the NFL now. There's no guy – there's no running backs to get 95 to 100% of the carries anymore. This is, this is the new NFL. And Dobbins is going to be their primary guy. The guy's a stud. And, uh, yeah, like, I mean – him again, him, Akers, Taylor, Gibson. I don't think you can go wrong with any of them, but I really like obviously the Baltimore offense is going to be great. That's the only thing with Gibson that kind of makes me hesitate a bit is that Washington offense, oh, how good no. it's going to be. I don't know. Are you trusting in Fitzmagic? But the lost guy in all of this, though, is to me DeAndre Swift because there's a dude that maybe has the most physical talents out of all of them. Right? Like, just if you want to go combine stats, Swift is incredible. But what are they doing? In, just what are they doing in Detroit? Dobbins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The last, the last, let's go back. Let's go back six in time. Games. Well, the last, he's, he's spent the last five minutes trying to find this. Yeah, I'm trying to find the stat to make sure I'm correct. The last, Marty, we got to go back. Six games that he played, the last game he averaged over 12 yards per carry. Is that a lot? First down is 10, I believe. So every time he <laughs> Are touched they keeping the ball, that rule this year? <laughs> yes. Okay. He averaged 4.7, 6.5, 4.1, 4.6, 7, 
just wait before you finish do you ever pour some wine into a glass and then you like you like leave like three quarters of an inch in the bottom of, of the, bottle the bottle to bottle. make you you feel better and then you're like why don't i just <laughs> put that in the glass i know i'm gonna drink it in five minutes from now okay continue uh i just drink the bottle <laughs> no i i agree with you jordan dobbins like i i do think he can be the number one he averages yeah. 12 yards a carry bro he's gonna be rb at least versus, but he's gonna be at least top to be, five yeah not number one overall but number one out of these guys we're talking mm-hmm. gibson what you were saying about washington before i cut you off and we talked about your wine was no oh, i cut you off and talked about my wine but then i cut i cut you off earlier Oh, did you? you were talking, yeah, I think you, I, you were talking with sure. Gibson, and I said, let's go back. Then Okay. So then, um, I like him, man. I think this fits magic. I'm, I'm buying into the magic. Like, I think that the, he's going to make the defenses worry about Curtis Samuel being there. They're going to worry about uh, F1 being there. Oh, I love They're going to worry about... Here. Yeah, like, so there, it's going to give Gibson more opportunity to open up that offense and Fitzmagic isn't afraid to air it out, but at the same time, airing it out means you're closer to the either interceptions or to the goal line. And Gibson catches the ball very, very well. Yeah, so does uh, McKissick. McKissick. Yeah, but again, to to me, that's the same type of thing. Those guys aren't the main dudes. Just yeah. like just like Gus Edwards isn't going to be the main dude in Baltimore. It's it's the Dobbins. Only, it's the, Gibson. The only thing I worry about with. Um, as someone says, the caveat, I believe, is he's Depends still kind of banged about. up. Who? Gibson? Gibson. Yeah. He seems to have that, right? That's his yeah. thing he's got. He's like his toe or something. I'm like, his man. His toes, his knees, his elbows, his just, shoulders. Jeez. Like, if you can't come into training camp 100%, that means you're not starting 100%. I'm not a mathematician, but I believe that's the way it works. So, what's up with Swift? What's Detroit doing with Swift? They don't, 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 do they not trust the I don't guy? Know what Detroit's are they, doing? Are they afraid? Are they afraid of afraid of him getting injured? They don't trust him. They keep talking about bringing in all these running backs, and uh, and now they went to Jared Goff at quarterback, and now the offense isn't going to be as good. Like and I feel they say bad that for um, Jamal Williams is going to start week one. The offense. I mean, it's so far they away. Love Williams, and to be honest, Williams is a really good running back and a banger. So, Swift could turn into a third down back, man. That would be such a shame if that happens. But, like, Swift, I don't want Swift even as my RB2 going into No, this you can't trust him as an RB2. I'm talking, no I'm talking RB1s are Taylor, Dobbins, Akers, Gibson, maybe. Robinson. No. Robinson, we're talking RB2. Yeah. CH is an RB2. I would take Robinson over Swift. Yeah, I might too, actually. And then Swift right? is an RB3. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's just that Detroit is just so, it's so hard to trust it. And it, it sucks because Swift is so good. I feel like in all of this, we haven't been fair, though. Okay. Um, we're talking about second year running backs. And probably one of the most hyped last year was a little guy by the name of Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Remember the hype kind of, of him going into last year, <laughs> going to Tampa Bay, and just did nothing? No. Well, I still have my Dynasty roster. <laughs> so I hope that uh, uh, Rojo and uh, 
<laughs> Fournette. The, yeah, Fournette just like. Do you know what's crazy <laughs> is I think, because you kind of sprung this on me, but now, I, think, like, what? I think Rojo is younger than Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, if memory serves me well, yeah, and I think one of like that's another story. But man, I think Rojo's in for a monster year because he was another guy who was super hyped coming out of college, and I guess with Fournette there, there's always that cap on things. But during the regular season and the fantasy season, I think Rojo could be awesome. Keyshawn Vaughn. Why would unfortunately I think Keyshawn's going to be just one of those guys that gets lost in the in the. uh, in the mire of shuffles. Ah, uh, you never know. All right. I would drop them, Jordy, in your Dino League for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping them, man. I'm keeping All right. Them. Great debate I thought there on second-year running backs. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going oh, to. Oh, I thought you were going to end it right now. No way, man. Okay, good. Moving on to topic number two. All right. So I wanted to bring up a name. There was, a, there was an article out today from A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. talking about how he has he has never played with a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. And I, I my question to you guys is, are we completely overlooking this duo in Arizona because the last two years for A.J. Green have been lousy? Is he done or can this move just completely reinvent A.J. Green as a fantasy stuff? Ooh. I have I, I've always been a huge AJ Green fan, man. I love this. I love him, but <laughs> Hopkins. I I no, like I love him, dude. <laughs> believe you, just the way you looked at me when you said that. I but believe you, love. We know Hopkins gets a zillion targets, and has the chemistry with Murray. Their running backs get half a zillion targets. I don't know how much I don't know how much Green's gonna have come his way, and if he's still with those wonky knees, has the separation there, like the speed to get away from guys. I mean, he always has this this the size, but uh, will he stay healthy? Is another thing. I don't know. I mean, it as your number four kind of backup running back or sorry wide receiver. Yeah, I'd take him, but I got kind of I don't know. I don't have the best think, of feelings about it. Yeah, I think people are gonna. I think the leading um, fantasy getter out of that whole move of um, AJ Green going to Arizona is James Conner. Oh, what is that smell? <laughs> no, because the other thing is too, like Christian Kirk is a really good I wide know. receiver, man. So many. And he, someone's going to buy AJ Green way too early in your draft. Like if it's coming like round seven, round eight, maybe eight to nine. And eight, like someone's going to take him early. All this being said, would it surprise you? Like, is it impossible that he could return to being like a, a nice wide receiver too? No, yes, it could happen. It would, yes, it would surprise me. It would surprise it, me, but. There's too yeah, many it could happen, but with Kyle, yeah. I just think there's so many things going against them. It would be if somebody takes him as their wide receiver too. Their banana cream pie, man. Is that I love banana cream. Pie. I, oh, is it, maybe I did that wrong. It's like mincemeat pie, man. <laughs> I just, I just, that, I, I have a feeling he's going to be one of those names where you start getting into those middle rounds. Yeah, and, he's and somebody's somebody's so- going to pull the trigger, and if it works out. 
they're going to have, they could have a stud on their hands. And I don't mean, he's not going to go back to a wide receiver one. I'm not talking about that, but I mean, a decent flex, maybe a wide receiver two. Do you know what's going to happen though? Somebody is going to take him over a guy like Cortland Sutton or, yes, or, I, you know what I, I mean? That is crazy. I was literally just looking at his name. I'm like, that was the point. Are you I serious? Exactly. 1000%. Because people are going to be like, oh, like, and they're going to take AJ Green over a guy like that. And Colton it would be, Sutton, it'd be, yeah. it'd be a dumb decision to make. Yeah. Dumb. I but agree. it's going to happen. That it happens nuts. every year with, with name Or guys. Tyler, well, maybe Lockett might go a bit earlier. Like someone like that, just like you're going for Where the they name. They kind of forgot new, about him. Yeah. And, and it's. Or like a. Uh, like a Darius Hayward Bay, like Ryan's favorite. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Henry Ruggs. Oh, man, I'm taking Ruggs over all those guys. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question before, no. you know, whatever, Ryan starts saying we're going to wrap it up. Would <laughs> sure. you take? Would you take Saquon Barkley over any running back Second year. All those guys that we talked about. Could you word yes. the question in a more complicated fashion, please? <laughs> Saquon Barkley, would you take him over? I think you want to years. ask, would you take any of these second year running backs over Saquon Barkley? Maybe that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, no. I think Saquon's in for a monster year. So you would I take- do. I, I I take I take Jonathan Taylor and maybe Dobbins over Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I Bar- Barkley has not proven anything to me. But you are also a more risk adverse fantasy football player, right? Like you'll take your chances on a on the upside of a guy. Whereas like I think Jordan and I play a little safer. So, like, I think Barkley's the safer. But that sentence sounds hilarious to me. But is he safe? Yeah, I guess. But is he been injured as much as we think? And look at the He's Giants. missed one big year. Uh, he's, was, he, I mean, when he did it's play, a tough question. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor would be tough to pass on. CEH, yes, I would. Swift, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Robinson, yes. Yeah. Um, Dolphins Gibson, and Taylor mm, would be tough. Gibson, I would take Barkley over Gibson for sure. I'd take Barkley over Akers. Nah, I don't know if I would. <sighs> Taylor, Akers, and Dobbins would be hard for me. Yeah, you're that's yeah. a that's a tough one, right? That's a good question, dude. Yeah, good <laughs> question, was, right? It seems question. so easy. That's it. Yeah, we had to reword it for him. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so the audience understood it. Would you take Barkley over? players that have been in the league for at least 17 games starting in the 2020 season and have an average of 12 yards a carry Dobbins see that's a simple answer no keep up bro all right on that note we're gonna wrap it up boys thanks a lot for the discussion thanks everyone for listening we'll see everyone next time nighty night thanks for listening Join us on Twitter at RealityFFP for daily fantasy football fun.
And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening.